0: Hello, hello, hello. I am so excited that we have my dear, sweet friend, Renika, on the podcast today. We um, go to church together, and we do these life change videos at our church every so often, and I knew a little bit of her background, but when her life change story came on one Sunday, I was just blown away. And I knew I had to have her on the podcast because I knew she would give you guys all kinds of wisdom and insight and encouragement. And so we just kind of chatted, just like two girlfriends um, drinking coffee at Starbucks, but we were actually, because this was back in October when we recorded this, and so we um, did it through our phones. So I want you guys to make sure you have something to write with because she gives all kinds of good little aha moments, and um, I think you will enjoy it. There's a few times where there's some noise in the background, and I thought she was just getting excited and clapping her hands, but we have some technical issues, so just overlook it because it's so worth it because she is just going to pour into you today and just make you want to just grow deeper in your relationship with Christ. So here's my interview with Renika, and I hope you enjoy it. Hey, Renika. Hi.
1: Welcome to the Pineapple Principle podcast. We're so excited to have you. Thank you so much. I'm honored to be here. Um, I know this is going to be a great time together. I
0: know. I'm pretty excited. Um, Why don't you just take a few minutes and just tell us about
1: yourself, who you are, and what you do now? Well, my name is Ronika Chapman. I am, wow, I'm involved in church. Um, I live in Gainesville, Florida, and um, I'm married. We're married for about six years this December. I'm a mom. I have twins, boy-girl twins. They're about 14 months. Um, both are walking, so I'm pretty busy most of my day. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I also work, so I'm full-time working mom, um, work with a really, really amazing company, um, with an insurance, but I'm very involved in my community. I love to help others. I love to speak into others' lives. I'm a speaker. I'm a teacher by nature. I just, um... I really believe that my purpose is to help others to identify their purpose and to walk in their purpose in whatever way that looks like. But I enjoy connecting. I enjoy uh, encouraging um, in my free time. I love to write. I'm a writer. So a lot of the times throughout the week, I'll just be like sitting and then I'll see something that may like spark my interest. or I might be outside walking like this morning. I was taking a walk. And I was just like really, really inspired looking at the sky and just the beauty of this morning. It was a little chilly, but I really enjoy um, writing to encourage um, and so things like that. That's that's me in a nutshell. I'm passionate and things like that.
0: Yes, yes. And I would say you are an encourager. Um, Yeah, I feel I feel like you're a big encourager of people. And I, um, like I said, I'm excited to have you when you know, we have gotten to know each other a little bit over the last couple of years since we've went to church together. But when I saw your life change video at church and saw your story, I was like, wow. Like I was just like, so impressed from where you came from and where you are now. And with your, um, relationship with God, I, a few weeks ago, we did a Um, podcast about taking responsibility and the things that happen to you in your life and the sins against you doesn't mean that that's how your, your story has to end. And you girl, you took responsibility and you are running towards Jesus and taking as many people as you can with you. And I love that. I love it. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, I, um, you know what, let's just, why don't you just, why don't you just tell your story like you did with that video and let people
1: know what God's done for you? Well, um, my, I grew up with my sisters and my mother, my mother at a very young age, she was diagnosed with epilepsy. Um, and so we, my sisters and I, we often had to just like look after her. Like that was like our like our day-to-day routine, like she was very strong, but then there'd be moments where we'd have to make sure that she's okay. And, you know, sometimes she, we might have to take the hospital trip or, um, the ambulance may have to come and just check on her. Maybe she had a seizure and things like that. But we kind of like, I worked through that and that was a little bit difficult, but we still had like an amazing childhood. We would take walks and And just see, you know, just enjoy life. You know, that never hindered all the things that we got to experience as as a child. And so my mother, it was me, my mom and my two sisters, but there was this missing piece in my life. There was not my dad in the everyday life. And that really impacted me. That it's just like, you know, the father, fathers are so important. And because I didn't have my dad, I think I struggled a lot with just who, how I viewed myself. I didn't know my worth. There wasn't anyone telling me that you're so beautiful, um, or just having those daily praises, you know, mm-hmm. me being a mom, I see my husband, like just holding on to Ari. And I, I think there's just the beauty in that. Um, but for me, I didn't have those moments with my father and and so that kind of carried on this like missing void in my heart. I would just begin to search for some type of affirmation. I wanted acceptance. I wanted to be approved. You know, I had my my sisters, they loved me. We were close, knit family. My mom, she loved me, but I still needed a love, of of a love of a father. And so I think that played a huge part in me. I think that in during my years of high school and college, I began to just seek out different friendships, different relationships. Um, But I knew God and I, I came to know Jesus, like maybe in middle school, there was a church that really welcomed us in and they were just so loving. Like it didn't matter our backgrounds, um, that we were an African-American family, like they brought us in. And so I received Jesus, but I didn't know how to live for him. I didn't know how to um, just live a pure life. You know, I got into like broken relationships. I talked a little bit about that in high school and and in college years. And I think that just really took a turn for my life. Everything that I knew before um, just really shook me up. I was involved in like um, broken relationships, toxic relationships, just going out, partying, just trying to find this void that was missing, trying to find this acceptance that was missing in my life. And that was just extremely hard. I found myself in really dark moments. I mean, if I can be honest, let's take the mask off. We're in a society where like masks are um, a thing, but like, I just want to take the mask off. I wish I could tell you that my story was I, I saved myself. I was sexually pure until the day that I got married, but I wasn't. Um, in fact, I had made such hard decisions that led me into just this dark road of like loneliness. Um, during high school, I, I had gotten pregnant twice and I felt, yeah, I felt so alone. I felt broken and I was like, just really heartbroken. I decided to not go through with those pregnancies. And the other day I thought about, I woke up, I was crying because I thought about, like this was like maybe two two days ago, Sherry. I was just thinking about um, how I was emotionally right after that. I remember I was working in high school and I don't know what I did, but I think that I just wasn't myself. And my manager, at the time, she was trying to figure out, like, Ronika, what's wrong with you? And I just couldn't tell her. I couldn't tell her, like, how heartbroken I was. I couldn't tell her that I was alone. I could not tell her what I was facing because it was just too big for me to handle on my own. Um, Or to just share. I didn't even know where to begin um, with those decisions that I had made. And I felt just so heartbroken. and. um I just remember, you know, that night I was with my friends and just crying out. I was I was to the point where I was even like suicidal. I, I did not want to live anymore because of just how how broken and emotionally broken and shattered me. Um I will say the Renika today, um, like I wish I could take that back. But I believe that God has a way of restoring me. He gave me he blessed me with twins. He and did. He did. <laughs> he did. And they're, they're a true blessing. And so I, I believe that God has a way to, res- has, has such a, a beautiful way to restore what was so broken, um, in my life.
0: Do you, um, do you, did you have a mentor? Did you have anybody that you talked to on a regular basis when you were a teenager? that Actually, that was a christian like a youth I, pastor or someone you felt you could go to
1: i i was involved in youth camps um and just like the youth ministry but i think that i may have like disconnected in the years of high school so looking back i don't think that i had like a specific mentor but i will say that i had um there's this program the big brothers big sisters program mm-hmm. and yeah. so i guess that that would have been considered my mentor um, If I'm honest, I can't remember where our relationship was in high school. I think that she had moved away. And so um, I don't believe I had someone that I could actually open up to. Do you think, do you think you were just
0: like afraid that you, do you feel like maybe you were um, scared or ashamed to go to your youth pastor that from your church that you, um, because of what you did, because you were, you know, going to church, but you were still having sex and partying. Do you, did you feel ashamed to tell them, did you think they would not accept you and love you? Is that why you kind of just didn't go to anybody?
1: Yeah. I think that, you know, I think there's a lot of shame there, but then there was a lot of like, okay, you know, it's wrong. You know, God doesn't, God doesn't tell you God doesn't accept that behavior. and so it's almost like, okay, if God doesn't accept it, then I don't know who else is going to accept me. And so I just surrounded myself with with like friends, um friends that were just doing the same thing that I was doing. and um, yeah,
0: and I think a lot of I, correct I mean I and I this is for me personally too. I think we feel like when we mess up when we were teenagers and even as adults that um everybody's going to think oh my gosh they're really not a christian or they really don't love jesus or they're a bad person so we mm-hmm. don't talk about our problems to people we don't talk about our mistakes and and the bible yeah. says confess your sins one to another you know we god knows we're all going to make mistakes and that we're not perfect. And he tells us to talk about it to our brothers and sisters, but we're so afraid to do that. And I wish there was a way that we could make young girls realize that just because you make a mistake, that doesn't mean that God doesn't love you or those people are not going to love you anymore. Right. So I, um, I'm just like, I don't know. Like, I know the mistakes that I made and I wish there there's things I would have done different. Like, is there anything you wish you would have done? Like changes you would have made as a teenager that, um, Hmm. you could
1: definitely, I can definitely share. I think that I would have liked to be okay with not being within the crowd or like be okay with just, um, Living a Christian life. I was young, and so I didn't really know. I knew God. I loved Jesus. We. I went to youth camps, but I really think that it was the environment that I was in in high school that um, just caused me to just change my behavior. I almost of that double life. It was like, no, this is how I talk. This is how I live. This is what I do when I'm around these people. But I wish that I knew who I was. Like I really wish that, like if I would have known my identity, then maybe I would have looked at that situation a little differently, maybe I would have looked at these people, not even saying that anyone was wrong, but more so saying like maybe I would have chosen made different choices, and that's where I that was... mentor,
0: yes, go
1: ahead, keep going, sorry go, no. <laughs> go, go. no, you're good, but that's where that mentor um comes into play like when we are able to mentor and we're able to raise up those and just speak into and get in their world, that's so important. But there's also a step that, um, the young, that we have to do, make the decision to do is, and that's just making sure that we're open up, we open up. And I think that's that safe place that we all, we all need. Yes,
0: I totally agree. I like wish I would have had someone, I had someone when I was younger, but then like in high school, I really didn't have anyone. I had an aunt that I went to, but I still was not, I didn't totally open up to her like I should have about, especially about boys. Um, and I wish someone would have told me, um, that dating and boyfriends was highly overrated that I didn't need that Hmm. in high school. Like, right. I wish I would not have focused on, um, that I needed to be in a relationship, like, because all my friends had boyfriends. So, right. and I, I think it's just that everybody else is doing it. And then, you know, right. you need that love. Everybody talks about being in yeah. love and, and I, um, I feel like that is just so overrated. High school dating is so, so yeah. I, I wish, I wish I wouldn't have focused on that. That's one thing. Right. I wouldn't have. I, I wish I would have just focused on studying and having fun with friends, whether they be That's males true. or and females, and not that one-on-one relationship. Because relationships are deep and they're yeah. they're hard, and it's even I've been married over thirty years, and you know it's still we still work on it every day. Mm-hmm. Every day yeah. we still strive to make that relationship better. And I, I that's one thing I really wish I would have changed it in in me. So but this is about you. This is about you.
1: <laughs> so it's <was> a great <laughs> point. It's a great point that you made. Um that's really good. I love that. I um I, I just like that's probably
0: one regret that I have is um and I I, I did um I I did stay a virgin until college. That's a whole other podcast and a whole other story. But I, um, I I spent too much time focusing on the boys and probably, you know, making out in the backseat. It didn't go past, you know, making out in the backseat, but I wish, I still wish I wouldn't have done it. And I wish I I would have focused on other things than, than boys. But anyways, I don't know why I got off on that, but
1: (laughs) someone needed (laughs) that. I guess. <laughs> so <laughs> this this isn't about me, this is about you. <laughs> what um
0: what like what would you what is your advice for teen girls? Like what what would you say to uh 14 15 year old Renika if you were someone else looking at 14 15 year old Renika doing what she was doing or 16 year old Renika what how would you what advice would you give to her and what would you say to her?
1: You know what? When you said that and you said 14 old, 14 year old and 15 year old Monica, I just thought of a mirror. I'd probably give her a mirror and let her know that you are so much worth more than what you're allowing yourself to believe. Um, I think sometimes I think the the, the 14 year old and 15 year old Monica, she didn't know her worth. She didn't know her identity. She didn't know that God called her. And said that she was more precious than rubies. She just wanted to feel love. And I think I would tell her that stop searching for the world, um, to fill this love and to fill this void and actually start looking to God for that because he's the only one that could feel that love. He's the only one that can feel, um, who can understand you, who will never leave you because I battled loneliness. I didn't want to be alone. And so there was another hole that was. Um, opened up to different, um, situations, just going out, sneaking out and things like that. And I think that if we know our identity, if you, if you build up, see, I have a daughter. So my plan is to build her up, help her to know her identity. When we look in the mirror, I said, look at that beautiful girl. Like that's me starting to help her to see herself the way that God sees her. And so I think that if you're 14 year olds or you're 15, I don't know what age you are, but if you're, battling, you know, living that God first life, living a life that's pleasing to God, I would tell you is to find your identity in God's word. See yourself the way that God sees you, because that's what's going to help you in those trying times. That's what's going to help you to fight that temptation. Um, especially in high school. Um, yeah, I want you to know that God loves you. I want you to know that he cares for you and the things that you're battling today, the things that you're battling today are just, they're, they're not going to matter that God has so much better for you than the, than than the struggles that you're facing right now.
0: That's good. That's so good. That and it's so true. And I think, you know, I, and I do think a lot of it has to do with that. You don't have that father figure. You don't have that, that dad telling you you're pretty, you're, you're, you know, you're that you're smart and there's, there's something about hearing it from your dad. And le- yeah. I mean, I had my dad until I was an adult when he passed away. And I think that's part wow. of what made me the, the strong girl that I am. I'm a daddy's girl. I'm, I still say I'm a daddy's girl. I mean, and my yeah. dad was, you know, he was not perfect, but I, I was a daddy's girl. And I think um, when we don't have that love of a, fa- of a father, we do go looking for it in boys yeah. and in other things. And I think we need to remember that God is our heavenly father and he is not going to leave us. He's right. He thinks we're beautiful. He created us for a purpose and he is, he is always there for us. And I think young girls don't realize that, that he, even though he's not physically in front of you, he just wants to wrap you up in his big old arms and hug you and tell you how beautiful you are and how precious you are. And that you were created for a purpose. Yeah. That's so so good. So good. So, um, do you have anything else
1: you want to share? Like, I think that, you know, on the opposite end, maybe you've had like a, a pass where it's like, you've made a wrong choice and a wrong decision. And I've actually been studying in Second Corinthians um, five seventeen through actually twenty. I if you don't mind, I'll, I'll read it. No, go, no, no. Second <laughs> Corinthians five seventeen. It says, "Therefore, if any person is engrafted in Christ, the Messiah, he is a new creation, a new creature altogether. The old, previous moral and spiritual condition has passed away. Behold, the fresh and new has come. But all things are from God." who through Jesus Christ reconciled us to himself, received us into his favor, brought us into harmony with him and gave us the ministry of reconciliation that by word and deed, we might aim to bring others into harmony with him. Mm. And so I'll stop there and I'll just say, you know, God can, God doesn't have favorites. You know, he loves us all. And I just want you to know that God can literally use whatever thing that you are battling with and he can turn that and to bring glory to himself and give you a message out of that. What seemingly felt like a, just like a messy situation.
0: I love it. God, you know, Oh, go ahead. Keep going. Sorry.
1: Oh no, no, you're good. <laughs> go, go, go. I was Sorry. Just, no, I was just going to say that. I think that it can like, like for me, like I didn't know that I went from Just having just a broken past, my father wasn't really active in my life. And, um, the decisions that I made in high school to not continue on with the two pregnancies that I had, like it looked bad in the situation when you're in it, it looks bad. But when you come out of that situation and when you accept Jesus into your life and you, you begin to live fully for him, like God can use those. He can, I love what the Bible says that he can turn, um, he can make beauty from ashes and that's mm-hmm. what god did and he can he do did. that for you
0: <clears throat> yes he can he can and i loved what version were you reading amplified <laughs> i i love it i loved it that it talked about harmony yes i i love that it used the word harmony um actually i just popped on my laptop here and just to pull up Um, you know, the definition of harmony is a consistent, orderly or pleasing arrangement of parts. Wow. Um, and I, I, and the crazy world that we live in right now, we need harmony in our lives. Like, yes, I I feel like 2020 has been a big Jumanji game. Like it's just been, it's been crazy. Yeah. And to know that God can give us that harmony, that makes us is, and then another one popped down, it says, harmony is when you feel happy. Harmony is yes. when people are all getting along together. Harmony is when people are nice to one another. Harmony is the flow of life. Yes. Um, yes. and that's, and only God can give us that harmony. Like right. he, that peace, that harmony of life that, you know, and bad things are going to happen. The Bible says that it's not all, uh, roses and cupcakes and glitter and, right. You know, unicorns. Life is not going to be happy. We're going to have hard times. Being a Christian right. doesn't mean that life's going to be easy peasy. Um, yeah. but it means you have that comforter that is right. there to give you that harmony. Like, yeah, that's, that, that's probably a new word I want to use for the Holy spirit harmony.
1: Yes. Yes. Uh, harmony. I love it. I just love it. So that was good. That's so good. That's so good. You know what I think about too and and the harmony piece when you pull that out? Because we're in a situation I'm hearing that, you know, the the younger generation, they're having a really hard time um with just being in harmony when you're feeling like you're being pulled apart from one another because yes. of because of COVID. And so a lot of parents have decided to let let's keep you home and you have to make a decision for whatever is right for you and your family. And so The side effect of that is like, okay, everything just feels so different. Everything is just like I'm torn apart from people. And you can go into that feeling of sadness. And that was something that I also dealt with. And so that harmony piece is going to help keep you at peace. It really will. I just thought of that. Yes.
0: Yeah, that's good. That's good. Um, is there anything else you want to share about you, your story, your anything else you have to say? Like, this is all about you, girl. I'm just like pop, <laughs> popping in. I want I, I want you to speak life into these girls. They're, they they hear me all the
1: time. <laughs> Honestly, um, that I keep thinking about the mirror. And if you're um, a young teenage girl and you're struggling with your identity, I want you to start looking at yourself in the mirror. And I want you to, I'm going to give you a task. I want you to get out a a sticky note. And this is something that I do. Like I literally have sticky notes in my bathroom mirror. And I want you to write out, I am beautiful. And the next one, I want you to say, I am accepted. The next one I want you to say is, I am loved. That's all. And if you have more, then definitely write more. But if you consistently, not just now, now that you've written them down, put them up in your mirror. And begin to say it. Let that be the first thing that you say when you see yourself in the mirror. And let that build you up. Because I really think that for me, I just didn't, I found my worth in so many different things. Like the clothes that I would wear, you know, regardless of what I wear, I'm accepted. Regardless of what my hair looks like, what my hair doesn't look like, I am beautiful. And um, just know that you're loved. Know that you're accepted.
0: That's good. That's good. Yeah, I'm all about putting those affirmations up. I like that. Yeah. I like when I, I like when other people say yes. Put up affirmations, and those are good. I am beautiful. I am. Lo- you said I am beautiful. I am loved, and I am accepted. Yes, is that what you said? Those three. Okay. Yes. Hmm. I love it. I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, what? What do you? I'm trying to figure out how I want to say this what what is going to be when your daughter hits about 12 13
1: are you going to share your story with her that's a great question and that's the question that no one has ever asked me um i'm definitely going to share share my story with her because i think sometimes as parents you may say no don't do this don't do that not out of fear but out of understanding of what has happened to you and so I want to be able to share my story with her so that she can understand mommy, so she can understand her mother. And Whether it be at 12, whether it be at 15, um, I definitely will share my story with her because I want her to understand what God did. And I, I also want her to understand, I think that we learn the best when people make mistakes. We say, you know what? I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> that way you did. I'm gonna learn from your mistake. Thank you for sharing that with me. Um, that's like the Bible. I mean, come on. Look at Paul, Peter, John. All of us. They all yes. made mistakes. <laughs> like yes. we all made mistakes. And so, I definitely think, and that's the beauty of sharing your testimony. I've gotten so much feedback. People have texted me. People have reached out. People have commented. People have direct messaged me because of the power of my story. And I may not know the magnitude of sharing my story, but here's the thing, like, there, that your story will help someone else. And so I believe that my story is going to help my daughter, even if it just helps her understand her mother. Um, but I think that it's, it'll be very powerful for her to actually know. Um, but then also to appreciate, like, wow, mommy's always helped me to learn my word. My dad was always there to say, oh my gosh, look how smart you are. And, um, I think it'll bring another layer of understanding of just parenting for them. Yeah.
0: I, um, I feel like that's, um, probably one thing that I didn't do as much when my kids were teenagers was talk about me as like, I I would tell them things, but I didn't share it as like as details as I should, I guess, because you don't want, um, your kids to, um, think different of you or look different yeah. of you. So that that's, that's another, uh, parenting thing. I wish I would have been a little bit more detailed in my story. And, wow. um, I, am you know, I, if, if there's any parents listening to, to this podcast, I encourage you to sit down with your kids yeah. and share your story. Let, let them know who wow. you really are. Cause I think sometimes we don't Uh, we don't do that because we don't want our kids to know our deep, dark secrets and our mistakes, but I think they need to know that we are human and we make mistakes too. And, you know, we're just there because we want them to learn from our mistakes. Wow. So,
1: yeah, that's, that's powerful in itself. Very powerful.
0: Um, so what about, um, what about now? Like, what, you, what, what, I know you're involved in the PIO ministry at our, at yes. our church, which is helping <laughs> women pioneer their, yes. pioneer their way. Um yeah. Do you, in that, that t- talk about that a little bit, because like, I know I'm a pile woman because of things that have happened in my past. And, um, you know, I made I made changes from what my mother did and what my grandmother did and I was the first in my um family to stay with my husband and yeah. raise my children cuz both my mom and my grandmother uh divorced you know their wow. spouses and left their kids and so I felt like I broke that generational curse that was yes happening in our family I made a point so that's how I pile my way through um so why don't you Why don't you talk about um, how these young girls can be a pioneer in their life? Because I think think they think that they, well, this is how it's always been in my family. And this is what my mom did. This is what my grandma did. And so why don't you encourage them to be, uh, explain that and encourage them how to be a pioneer?
1: Yes. I think that God gives us dreams and gifts. And I think that those dreams have been maybe given to your mother, maybe given to your grandmother, great-grandmother, and then that dream has finally reached you, and it's your turn to pioneer. It's your turn to, like, really step out and fulfill that calling. Um, And I think that God, whatever dream, whatever desire that God puts in your heart, maybe it's to be the first to pioneer and go to college. Maybe it's the first to um, pioneer and one day um, buy a house. I know that I was a pioneer, first generation. Home buyer on my end on my side um and so i really believe that there's so many things that you can pioneer and maybe you're gonna be the first to live a god first life be the first to um save yourself for marriage um it could be so many different things it could be a career you'd be the first doctor be the first astronaut why did i say astronaut i was watching um Something that was like dealt with like space yesterday. And it's just like made me think like the world is so big and the the things that God has inside of us are so much bigger than what we could ever see or think about. I'm reminded of this scripture that I've been confessing all year, especially like mid-year. Um no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived of the things that God has prepared for us that let mm. love Him. Yes. And so You probably can't put your mind to it, but I just want to encourage you to pioneer. That's what our Pio Woman uh, ministry is all about is being the first, setting that trail, being a trailblazer. I love it.
0: I love it. And I think sometimes we think we, because of the situation that our family is in, that we can't change it, but we can, we can, we can can be a trailblazer and we can be the first in our family to do something, go to college. Like you said, live a life for Jesus. You know, yeah. Get get out of that rut. Break those generational curses. We God has created us for a purpose and we have to realize that it may be something way bigger than what we've ever thought of or oh, what yes. has happened in our family. Right. So. That's so good. <laughs> um okay, anything else you want to share? Anything God's laid on your heart to tell these girls? Um
1: I just want you to know that you're beautiful. And that God has a purpose for your life. That that there's just something inside of you that needs that this world needs. That the world is waiting on your yes, whatever that yes looks like. Just be confident in that yes and saying, "Okay, God, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this for you. I'm gonna live my life for you." And God honors that; He really yes, does. He, yes, yes, He does. Yes, He does.
0: I am so excited that you came on today just to chat with me. And I feel like so blessed to have you as a friend. Thank you. You you have this incredible, encouraging story and you do. You need to share it with everyone because wow. I I feel like sometimes we live in our broken, we just think we can't change our broken past. And we feel ashamed and not worthy and that no one will ever love us or no one will ever forgive us of our sins and what we've done. But you have walked into your purpose and give your whole heart to God and look at the things that he has done for you. And I, girl, I see big things for you. Big things. Wow. Big things. Thank you. Big things for you you so much. And I am a lot of people would not want to share their story like you did, um, because of the shame, but God has, he has healed you from that.
1: He's yes. brought you from
0: that. And that's how you can go on and let other people know that they can, um, be healed. And the brokenness of their past is not who they are. It's not their identity.
1: No, it's, no.
0: it's not, it's not their life. They don't have to stay broken and hurt. Um so I'm so thankful that you shared and that you came on and you gave these words of wisdom because girl you have lots of them. You oh, you are amazing. Thank you.
1: You're Praise amazing. And I I, <laughs> and I, appreciate I appreciate you. <laughs> We're um, on the same wavelength.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I am so glad you shared and um I look forward to um seeing the next chapter in Renika Chapman's life. Now that you are a mom of twins, I'm curious what God's going to do next with you. So I feel like I just, I don't know. I feel like there's something big coming for you. So, but thank you for, like I said, thank you for sharing your story and being so open and so honest. And I, um I'm just, I'm glad to, uh, that I know you. So I have a little question. I'm gonna play a little game real quick. Okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna gonna put you on the spot. Um, I'm a reader, so I love to read when I was a kid. Um, and I am just curious what you would say. Um, I had three favorite books. Um, so I want to see how you answer three of my favorite books were one was little women. One was a wrinkle in time. And the third one was the secret garden. Um, I don't know if you know any of those books or if you've read any of those books, but I want you to pick one of those titles. And then I'm going to ask you a question, little Mm. women wrinkle in time or secret garden.
1: I'm thinking Secret Garden. I don't know. That's kind of attracted me. <laughs> Secret Garden. Okay. So, did you read Secret Garden? Have you read that? I did As not. No. Okay. So <laughs> it was a it was about a little girl who
0: lost her parents and she had to go live with an uncle. So, um, and she was it was just I don't want to give away any spoilers, but so in this book the little the main character her name was Mary and she had a really negative attitude. And then she got started working on this garden at her uncle's house. And it was like therapy for her attitude. Hmm. So I want to know what's your thing that you do to relieve stress or change your attitude when it's bad?
1: Oh, I, what is my thing? Well, lately I've been singing nursery rhymes. Because <laughs> a <out> of my... <laughs> Stress will be found sometimes in motherhood. But I will pray. I mean, let's be honest. I pray when I feel stressed out, I say, God, help me. God, help me. That's like my three words. God, help me. <laughs> um, like, <laughs> that is what I need. Um, but then I also will back it up. I might take a deep breath. Okay. And me and my... Children will take deep breaths together, or if I just feel like maybe um, work can be stressful, or maybe it's school for you that can be stressful, take that time to take a deep breath and just relax and just say, you know what, I'm capable.
0: I like it. I like it. I like, I, sorry, I threw you on the spot there, but I was just, no, I love little, this. <laughs> I, 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 wanted, I wanted to have a little fun before we uh, wanted to throw somebody off before we finish this. <laughs> um, but I am so glad you were with us today. And uh, again, thank you. Thank you so much for sharing your words of wisdom and your story.
1: Thank you for having me. I am like very, very blown away with what you're doing uh, with Pineapple Principle. I know this uh, ministry that God is putting you. It is making a difference. And so just keep going. Keep going. Keep striding. Keep running with it because God is going to bless you. He's going to he's already mm-hmm. blessing the, the people that are listening, uh, whether it be a mom, a parent, even dads, I bet they're probably listening too. And so the young teens, their lives are being changed because of your yes. So always remember that. Always. Thank,
0: thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
1: You're very You're welcome.
0: So girl, I will talk to you later. You have a great day.
1: All right. Bye everyone. Bye.
0: show encouraged you and gave you a few aha moments and have you dig in deeper into your relationship with Jesus. Make sure to check out the show notes for any scriptures, books, links, anything we talked about. We'll put it in the show notes every week. And I want to say thank you for listening and spending time with us. You know, we have a new podcast every Tuesday, so make sure you hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And connect with us on Instagram at Pineapple Principle. We'd love to hear from you. Or you can send us a message at our website, PineapplePrinciple.org. Come back next Tuesday as we keep digging deeper. And always remember, keep your armor on, own your crown, and love like Jesus.